Congratulations! You found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerds Jessica Butcher and Josh Lupton. Together, searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. I love that guy. John Green? Mm-hmm. He's hilarious. His, that book was really freaking good. No, the guy on the, um, the, guy on the right. Wait, this, this one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that John Graham? Yeah. He does like the, um, oh, Fault in My Stars. No. no Fault in the Stars. He does videos about psychology on Facebook. Or yeah. On, mm-hmm. Was it, it's like Crash Course in Psychology? Yeah. He started doing that because he had writer's block. <laughs> I freaking love it. It's so much fun. I actually That's, haven't watched any of his videos. They're so funny. I just read his posts and they're awesome. And I learned so much. Not from the yeah. <laughs> he looks so dorky okay, sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he looks normal, but then I saw a picture of him promoting his book, and I was like, what are you wearing right now? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you asked a guy on Instagram what he was wearing. No, right? I didn't ask him that. It's John Green. <laughs> what are you wearing? He's the guy that wrote what The Fault in the What are you wearing, stars. John Green? Whatever. <laughs> That's weird, Nicole. Okay. Sorry about you. <laughs> She's just going to run with it. <laughs> you knew better. I'm sorry you feel better that way, Martha. <laughs> no, it sounds like sounds like phone sex. Can you tell and, me uh, what you're wearing point? right now, John Green? She's <laughs> really talking to him. I know. It just sounded funny with <laughs> out of context. It's the fault in our stars, not Fifty Shades, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I I still have the food porn thing on my brain. <clears throat> a food porn? Yeah. For those of you wondering why our podcast was late this week, I have to take full credit for that. I would call it a snafu, but truthfully, it was a just plain old everyday garden variety fuck up on my part. <laughs> garden variety. Ugh. <clears throat> I deleted the podcast. Yes, I did. <laughs> Dur- and she's the only person angry about it. Yep. Oh, man. Right after we finished on Sunday, <laughs> I went, click, deleted an hours of work. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? I can't believe I even did it. I can't believe it. It should happen. So here we are. This is <clears throat> the episode titled The Do-Over. The Do-Over. <laughs> So now here we are, and of course what we talked about the last time was our our addiction to food porn, which Vani and I have been doing on a regular basis because it's Christmas and we have our crafting thing going on. Because, you know, at the holidays you do, you do your Christmas crafting because then you can give things away mm-hmm. at the holidays. That way you don't have to... <clears throat> Keep all of the shell stuff out as much made. dough at the holidays. You can actually make something. Mm-hmm. So I've been making these rings for the holidays, and Vonnie's been crocheting things. So we get together at my house, and we have to watch something that's not too taxing emotionally, and and something we, we don't have to pay complete attention to, right? Because you can't count stitches when you're trying to pay attention to the TV. Mm-hmm. So we usually choose something that is very low maintenance to watch 
So we were watching this food food porn is what we food we porn. like to call it because mm-hmm. it's just so yummy looking. Like Food Network or well, no, no, <laughs> well, it's kind of a combination of the two because it's so sexy to watch. <laughs> Zumbo's Zumbo's just desserts is what it's called. I mean, they did work with a lot of whipped cream. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of whipped cream involved. <laughs> yes. Who knew you could do that with a balloon? <laughs> you dip it in chocolate, and then you wait for the chocolate to dry a little bit, and then you pop the balloon. And you have a little chocolate bowl to put yeah. ice cream in. You guys are getting way too into this. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> so that's what we did over the weekend, and we spent our time enjoying that very much. Mm-hmm. At work, we watched like the holiday Christmas baking championship, and those judges are mean. Like these people work for like three hours on these like cookies, and they just like tear it apart, make yeah. them stand there, and like berate them on not using enough sugar, or <laughs> yeah, or too much sugar. <laughs> and I'm just like, man. See, I like the I like the British versions or the or the um, uh, Australian versions better because they're nicer. Mm-hmm. I don't know about nicer. Nicer's maybe not the way to say it. Well, I mean, on that one that we were watching, they were it was Australia, right? Yeah. And he was pretty nice. I mean, even though he was, you know, judging people and telling them that their dish wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. they were at least nice. Yeah. And the British one, they're pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. They're pretty particular. Yeah, they're they're pretty particular. They're like, oh, well, look, it's it's raw, so no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, but they're that- not mean. Right. Because we, we watched the British one when we got done with Australian. Right. Mm-hmm. The British, uh, great... Great, the, British, great, great... <coughs> British cooking challenge. Great British baking show. Oh, baking. baking. challenge. Baking challenge. People are it's crazy. It's got to be dessert, though. I, I, I just can't get into it if it's just regular food. It's not food porn if it's not... Well, I mean, that bread thing that they made was pretty interesting. What red thing? The bread centerpiece that was supposed to be savory and not sweet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they made it like with, you know, different spices or cheeses and, yeah. and stuff like and they that. they like braided Jeez, the bread. bread and they did all this. Because it was supposed it to be a just, centerpiece. It's just beautiful food is what it is, basically. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's what we do in our off time. <laughs> How about you two? What do you? What did you what two What kind of porn to? do you prefer? <laughs> Apparently we read and... <laughs> I don't know. Well, my, yeah. my like go-to show for while I'm crocheting is Impractical Jokers or Futurama. Well, Futurama's our other one, too. Yeah. But, you know, we get tired of that after a while. <laughs> Do you craft, Nicole? Ones. No. Just read, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm well. pretty boring. Just kidding. I go home and, like, poke my dogs. And then, like, go hang out, watch TV, read. I'm yeah. not home very often, though. Well, that's true. You're up here all the time. <laughs> yeah, you're an awful busy person. She is like, she's she lives up here at the radio station, I swear. Oh, and before I forget, I remembered the cards. For yeah, Sonia's wedding? For Sonia's wedding thing. And uh, Oh, yeah, your friend at work that has her own wedding consulting Right, business? she just started it, and it's Water to Wine Bridal Companion. She's and giving them to me. Cause no, they're not all yours. you got to oh, okay. save me a couple of those and... I haven't given Martha any. And if you want some, Nicole. Like I know anybody who's going to get married? I'm old. Oh, that's you right. Might. Um, I hate well, to tell you, but our, our children, children are getting to be that age. Ugh. 
I forgot. It's not just me. <laughs> no, pretty I, soon. I had another yeah, we're, friend. We are reaching together. that age, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you, but you're only a couple years young, or older than yeah, my child. Yeah, you're, you're not that much older than our children, babe. I know. You could be my child. I know. Yeah. Uh, Tyler and... I've been married longer than... I've actually been married longer than either of you've been alive. <laughs> Nicole and Doesn't Jessica. Doesn't make you feel, Martha. I feel freaking ancient right now. <laughs> but at least I know that I'm in good company in that, you know, it's a room full of book girls and we, we're all the same age. There's in no here. age in books. There's no age in books. I had a patient who reads. She gets she does Audible and she like gets a book of the month and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And she bring, always brings it in to therapy and she and I talked about books for like 30 minutes, not doing her exercises. And she was like, I'm just so glad that there's a young person that reads. And it kind Aww. of hurt me a little bit. I was like, my generation sucks. <laughs> I think actually our generation is starting to read a lot more. I am and really surprised. It's the people that are like a little bit older than us that kind of quit reading. See, mm-hmm. there's a big gap. There's my age and Bonnie's age. And then there's a huge empty place. And then there's you guys. <laughs> So, so I think like Harry Potter, yeah, and it, it kind of brought it back for yep. kids. Yeah, and... yep. Because you guys are a perfect rep- representation of the Harry Potter. Generation. Yeah, Harry, you guys are the Harry Potter generation. We're the and a little bit older than us. Yep. Just, yeah, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good J.K. Rowling should feel very pleased with herself. I think she's done an incredible I think job. She is pretty pleased with herself. She started a revolution, man. Yeah. She was a single mother, didn't know where her next meal was coming from, and then all of a sudden she's Harry Potter. <clears throat> Damn. Bonnie, get busy over there. <laughs> Make something happen. Make something happen? What do you mean? <laughs> well, you're a single mom. Create Harry Potter. Do something. Oh, I'm not that creative. <laughs> Listen, I crochet. I mean, I did get... I guess it's my job to do the creating, <clears throat> I right? did get an A in creative writing when I was in college, but... I think that was a fluke. I, I'm I'm not very much a writer. <laughs> yeah, right. You used to believer. proof my stuff. Yeah, professors don't actually grade papers, <laughs> especially like final exams. They don't have to grade papers anymore. They have like TAs. They they put them on the the uh, they 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 put them on the site that says, "Is this a plagiarized paper?" Yeah, yeah, but they still have to grade it for the content. Well, wow. All it does is read and make sure you're not plagiarizing. One of my coworkers wrote a six-page paper, and one night she was supposed to have six references. She had one reference that was the book for their class, and she didn't even like cite it in the thing. And because it was like six pages long, she got it like an A, like a 95. Wow. <laughs> Damn. She's like, it was the worst paper I've ever written, and I got an A. And I was like, that <laughs> doesn't speak well for anything. <laughs> All right, now that was all over the place. Always. Always. Wow. So we got a do-over, girls. Yeah. And we got a boy in the corner, too. (laughs) Carrot. (laughs) Hey, Carrot. He's turning around. How you doing? (laughs) Are you going to blush when we say nasty things? (laughs) Usually. Nicole's comment about battery-operated boyfriends, I think, scarred him. It was the funniest thing. That was mine? Yes. <laughs> he said, I'm talking about Martha's scary stuff under the bed. And he said, Martha, we don't even know about your battery rapid boyfriend. <laughs> See, Nicole? <laughs> it all right com- up there with me. It comes out of all of us, I think. 
Yeah, there's something about this room that does tend to bring it out of us. Mm-hmm. All right. So we get on with the books since this is our second time through this podcast. <laughs> Holy crap. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I got to find my book again. Cool. <laughs> Listen, I'm not done with my bread over here and you want yeah, me to look at books. I am so sorry. <laughs> and you here's were crocheting the other thing. instead of eating earlier. Here's the other thing. <laughs> I was sick, right? So yesterday I had this migraine. I felt like crap. Just getting over a cold. So Silvani's just getting a cold. So she feels like crap. So I can drug her back up here to do it again (laughs) when she feels like crap. So there's three of us who sort of semi feel like crap from having a cold. Jessica, how do you feel? I've had like migraines all week, so I totally understand. (laughs) Just been a bad week for the book girls. Mm, Yeah. But it's Monday, so maybe it'll get better. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope. Yes. It's Monday and end of month. Are we ready to review some books? Yeah. Let's get Who this do you want party to go first? Started. Well, I don't mind. <laughs> okay. You go. No, I meant I don't mind who goes first. Uh, I don't want to go first. <laughs> just not. Because I still haven't decided which book I'm going to okay. review because I'm <laughs> doing it over. <laughs> then I'll just go first. Okay. <laughs> okay. So last, I'm not doing the same one that I Okay. I'm not either. Did. Which what you guys keep changing? It, oh well, sorry. So well, because I just finished the, <laughs> this one this morning, and it's a new release, so you know a little more up to date. And it's called Turtles All the Way Down by John Green. And I have reviewed John Green on the podcast before, but I did like The Fault in the Stars and something else. You did uh, looking map, for Alaska. the map one. Oh, um. uh, the um Paper Towns. Yes, yeah, Paper Towns. But, okay, so John Green hasn't disappointed me in his books, and I don't really know why I like his stuff so much, because um, it is a young adult. Like, he, like, he writes for young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is about a girl who's in high school. She's probably in her junior year, and she has anxiety and, like, massive, massive, like, debilitating anxiety. And <clears throat> in the beginning of the book, you find out about this other kid that she used to know and she used to hang out with and they find out his father who's a billionaire um goes missing uh like right before like and they find out he's missing when they do a search on his house and so uh she starts talking to someone about how like she used to hang out with them and it's her best friend like she's telling her best friend that she used to know this kid and her best friend decides uh, it'd be a great idea if they went and tried to investigate what happened to this guy because uh, there was like a fifty thousand dollar reward, um, and so if they to leading up to his arrest. Okay. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So they go and like they're actually even though she's not rich, her mom's a teacher. Uh, they actually live just like across a lake from each other, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So they get in a canoe. And, like, kind of canoe over there and then pretend to break it at his house so that they can, like, go see him. <laughs> like, it pretty much. <laughs> and so uh, they do hang out. And then they, so they start to reconnect and everything. And you just learn about, you learn a lot about anxiety. Like, because I didn't know what anxiety was two years ago until somebody told me I had an anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, like... Oh, that's what that is. Um, but this yeah. one, like, so you learn 
like he talks a lot about the thought process she's having uh, during like her anxiety attacks and so anyway so they're trying to investigate like what happened to this guy but then she's kind of falling for the the kid mm-hmm. you know and at the same time uh like he's going through like he doesn't have a dad anymore uh and he's got a little brother he's got to take care of and uh there's this they, there's also a like a lizard thing and i don't know how to pronounce it but it's like tutuora and it's like an ancient lizard that the billionaire that went missing he left his entire fortune to it to, um, he left his fortune to a lizard? Yes, because he thought it was going to, like, eventually they could cure old age because of the lizard. So it, so you then you know that if they don't find, if, like, the billionaire's dead, then his kids, like, don't really have money anymore. So they're going through that thought process, too. And so it's just like this, in, like, he writes, it's kind, it's very philosophical, like for huh. a young adult, hmm. it's really good, but it is like a little bit mushy. But it, there's not. But <laughs> I was gonna say there's a love story in there. I just know it. There, I mean, there is a little bit, but it's it's like real. It's very realistic the way he writes. I don't know. Have you read his books? Uh, I read part of the Fault in Our Stars. That one is massively mushy. Massively. Yeah. But that one's also like gonna make you cry because it's about a kid with cancer. Yeah, two I'm not reading that. Two kids with cancer. Not reading that. Nope. Life is too depressing. I don't need to be depressed on my own time. Thank you very much. This go, one's better than just being depressed. Go get a <clears throat> pangalactic gargle blaster. That's right. Knock that baby <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> but all of his uh, books have really good, like, meaning to them. All of them. So. <laughs> So you would recommend this as a, um, maybe a gift for a young adult at the holiday? Uh, yeah. Or for anybody? I would do it for anybody. Did he write uh, An Abundance of Catherine's? Yes, he did. I've heard that one's really funny. I haven't read that one, actually. It's the only one I have. He only dates women named Catherine. So the, the, uh, the John Green was, uh, was a hit then, huh? Yes. And sometimes right. a little bit it. of mushiness in a good story is okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, usually if you're reading a young adult, there's a little bit of teen. Well, you got to have the romance, in there. the romance to have the teen thing. Just but this because... one's not too like, it's not like, oh my God, I love you. Hmm? Like, like, oh my God, like, I, I just so like love you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like overbearing. I so like love uh-huh. you. I like love, love you. And it does serve a purpose to the story. Like uh-huh. that's... Gotcha. I mean, I read some sometimes that are about relationships. I mean, that one that I, the Light Between the Oceans, that that was a really good book, and it was about, it was a romance. Um, Optimists Die First. It was a bit of a romance, too. It was a little bit more young adult, too. I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, what, Bodice Ripper? Is that what you call it? Bodice Ripper. It wasn't a Bodice Ripper. I might surprise all y'all and do a romance myself tonight. Mate, yeah. <laughs> I do want to say, okay, and this brings up a very good point. If you read the good or the reviews on Goodread, Goodreads for Turtles all the way down, it does say it's a trigger warning for people who have anxiety or OCD. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, some of his books are like 
because uh, my like my nephews are a little bit troubled. So there's a couple of his books that I wouldn't necessarily give to them just because it's like I don't, not because I think it it's bad for them, but I don't want It'd them to get any bad ideas. <laughs> and no. it's not that he's giving people bad ideas. It's they're very realistic, and it's just like hmm. might be a little on the nose. <laughs> so this one's not anything like bad but it talks about anxiety in so much detail Mm. that it could be like if somebody does have anxiety like you just have to know who you're giving it to especially if you're giving it to somebody who's younger than who's Uh, a teenager okay okay you guys can walk at me for this but i read a book of poetry by neil heilborn and he's got like anxiety and i think he might have like schizophrenia and a couple other things and he writes poems about like from the point of view of someone with those things and that's really cool mm-hmm. read poetry every now and then <laughs> why would we There's give you a hard time about poetry you know our, our bearded half price yeah we got a guy. we got a we got a dude at half price books who we've kind of been groomed we've been grooming another beard guy <laughs> yeah and yeah. he reads poetry he was talking about poetry when we were yep. there a couple of days ago because really you know good. we are always looking for new people to come on the on the podcast and we had talked about him one other time, uh-huh. um, and I couldn't remember his name. His name is Josh, by the way. Yeah, another How bearded Josh. <laughs> Two bearded Josh, Joshes. Too many Joshes. Our bearded book girls. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so and he told us that he likes to read poetry. Yeah, so we can only have bearded book girls named Josh. <laughs> yeah, named Josh. <laughs> Guess that's it. Yeah, it was interesting. I saw like an excerpt where he was like reading it on. Facebook and then it had like a link to his book and I was like you know what I liked that and I got it and I read it real quick it's good hmm. really good poetry it's interesting <laughs> yeah I, I read poetry to my son when he was very small and he absolutely loved poetry and I'm wondering if maybe my reading poetry to Dylan when he was a small child led to his love of rap music oh gosh <laughs> but I think it might have <laughs> Shel Silverstein was his constant companion. I loved Shel. I have all of them, yeah. like hidden in a closet. At my yeah, dad's house. I mean that <laughs> that kid absolutely loved poetry, mm-hmm. and now he is a rap fiend. I'm thinking <laughs> there has to be a connection here. <clears throat> but George, I think you've got it. Oh, okay. So we're done with John Green. Who's next? Do you want me to go next? Don't care. If you can understand me, because I'm very, very stuffy. Poor Vonnie. She sounded much better yesterday. Before the screw up, before the major cock up on my part. It's okay. If I have to stop to sneeze, you'll know why. But I did um, uh, Love and Other Consolation Prizes. And I still think that's a super dark title. Love's the Consolation Prize. Ouch. Well, if you think about what happens in this book, it kind of is. And mm-hmm. that's by Jamie Ford. And what it is, it's about a charity student at a boarding house who has an opportunity to go to the World's Fair in 1909 and is sold as a raffle prize. Or not sold, but he's raffled off as a prize at the World's Fair. Oh, gosh. And um, that is such a bizarre. It's disgusting. I mean, that's bizarre, <laughs> though. I mean, it's like, oh, well, that's good. would you like to go to the World's Fair? Oh yeah! By the way, oh, by the you're going to be the raffle prize. Yeah. By the way, you're now <laughs> like, owned by. That's like getting invited to dinner and and being served up as the main course. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Cripes. And um, but this uh, little boy, his name is Ernest, and he's half Chinese and half 
American. And um, he was actually, what would you call it, smuggled out of China when he was about five years old by um, an American sailor who <clears throat> was going to sell him into quote-unquote contract work in the United States. Contract work. Right. and uh, But with a bunch of other little uh, Chinese and Japanese children that they were taking also. So probably slave labor. Right, exactly. Yeah. But they call it contract work because they couldn't call it slave labor. <laughs> and because, um, you know, this was after the Civil War. We weren't allowed to have... Wasn't it? Civil War was... Mm-hmm. 18 yeah civil 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 1845? war was over 1845? yeah 1845 mm-hmm. anyways so um and the sailor's boat is um raided by the coast guard so they kick all these kids off the boat and most of them die oh. but he's picked up by a policeman and he's taken to a boarding house and he has a sponsor who pays for his his schooling at this boarding house and she's the one that's offering him up as a raffle prize because basically she doesn't want the responsibility anymore. She's sick of paying Sheesh. for him. She doesn't want the responsibility. But the funniest thing is, is the lady who is his sponsor is a complete teetoter. She's very conservative, churchy. But she's selling a child. Against, yeah. Awesome. Against, Y'all. you know, against drinking, against all of that kind of stuff. And then the little boy is won by a high-class brothel. <laughs> <laughs> and she tries to take back the prize, and the owner of the brothel's like, no, he's mine now. I won him in the prize. Yeah, you've sold him. <laughs> and basically... Too bad, so sad. The owner of this brothel kind of... She bought a lot of tickets to try to win this boy as a way to pretty much tell her in your face. Yeah. Pretty much because these two women fight back and forth. Don't like each other. Right, because she's so conservative <laughs> and she owns a brothel. <laughs> two women not liking each other. Shock. I know. That's a big shocker, isn't it? So, um... So Ernest goes to this this high class brothel and he's he's not he's just there to like do odd jobs and work. He's not there, you know, as a working class quote unquote person. Escort. <laughs> right. Thankfully, yeah. Yes. And um dirty going on. <laughs> right. And so he gets there and there's two other little girls who live there that are about his age and they're the same as him. They just do odd jobs and stuff. They're not, you know, working girls. And um, he, <laughs> he finds out that one of the little girls, the little Japanese girl, is one of the people that were on the boat with him when he came over from China. Wow. So Small world. Uh-huh. So they have their, you know, so he bonds with them because they're the same age. So they hang out and they, you know, everything else. And um, there's kind of like a a time lapse back and forth. And this is one of the very few books that I did not have a problem with the changing of the time with the audio like I usually do. Did they do a demarcation of time? Did, did they, they did. Did they, they actually like stop or did they change voice or how did they do it? They actually 
um, would tell you what year it was oh. before. Whenever they changed yeah. time, they would say. Yeah, I have trouble with that in audiobooks. Yeah, too. it's so difficult to tell what like, the hell's going on because if they're using italics or if they're using some other kind of page or marker like or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's right. not usually enough pause. And with audiobooks, it's harder because you yeah. can't. There's no visual. But they actually said the year, so I was able to keep in the timeline really well. And and it's just about, you know, him growing up in this brothel with these other two little girls. And one of them he eventually marries. And that's kind of a mystery during the book of which one it is that he marries because Mm -hmm. it goes back and forth in time to 50 years later at the World Fair. (laughs) And um, they're actually... I think they had just built the Space Needle. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So, and it was just, it was it was really good. I mean, I liked it. It was, of course, historical fiction like I love. <laughs> but um, it was kind of like a love story because, I mean, he falls in love with these two little girls that he's with all the time in the brothel and has to choose between one or the other. Oh. So love triangles it sounds like a really good book it does it is. like really i really good. want to read it now mm-hmm. it was really good i loved it don't look at me like that i know that i didn't see this it's is like a nicole kind of book not a martha kind of book a nicole i, I did book. not say she was sitting there giving me the stink eye did you see that martha <laughs> I, I didn't Might say make anything. you have a little feels leave my feels alone <laughs> <laughs> might make you a little you know Ten men post office. It might make your little Grinch heart grow a little bit. Oh, shut up. <laughs> bah humbug. And that was Love and Other Consolation Prizes by Jamie Ford. Right? Is that right? I didn't look. Hey, Martha, for the record, there's now an audible romance package. <laughs> Wait, Gone Girls on there? I don't know. That's it's supposed just... to be romance? No, no, no. That's like just an update. This was an advertisement. So that's dark. Binge to dark your heart's romance. content, Martha. Not gonna happen. <laughs> and the Prince heart grew three sizes that day. Oh, uh, yeah. Cake. A love story. Cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cake. Yeah. What was that about food porn? Cake. Cake. Now that's my kind of romance novel. A girl and her cake. Mm-hmm. It's just called Cake, a love story. It's literally like on my list. <sighs> oh, Lord. All right. So who's n- Jessica? So I read something peculiar. Peculiar. <laughs> It's a $5 word. I love that word. <laughs> um, I read uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Well, I read the whole trilogy um, by Ransom Riggs. And one thing I love about this book is because it's like, I don't know, I like fantasy and it's a different world with different rules. And I really enjoy that because sometimes I get tired of living on Earth. It's cool a kind of an, we, were, we were talking about this the other day. It's that escapism. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Because yeah. you don't have to follow the rules. Yeah, you can do whatever. That's right. There's nothing wrong with rules. You don't have to follow the rules, Bonnie. Because <laughs> there are other rules other places. It has mm-hmm. to be logical. Does not, Jessica, does it? <laughs> you I can't mean, have, you know, arms going all over the place. Yes, you can. Face um, eating. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's face eating. Okay, so... <laughs> about 
this boy named <coughs> Jacob who, like, growing up, his grandfather had told him all these stories because his grandfather had fought in World War II. And he was telling him all these stories about how, or not fought in World War II, he had escaped in World War II because he was Jewish. He got sent out and ended up in Wales and was taken in by this boarding house, a home for peculiar children. And he had, like, these pictures. And as a kid, Jacob was just fascinated by him and thought all these things but as he got older he was like oh it'd be really easy to make those pictures and he thought his grandpa was crazy and so he gets a call at work from his grandpa who's like where's the because his father and he had taken the key to the gun safe his grandpa's gun safe because I thought he was going a little like dementia Alzheimer's Uh. and he's saying that he's getting attacked by these creatures and um they don't believe him and then Jacob gets off work and he goes over there to check on him to see if he's calmed down he finds his grandpa eaten to death in the backyard eating what? eaten to death like you know it's funny because I read this book and I do not remember that part at all yeah he's like attacked he looks like he's been attacked by a bunch of wild dogs (laughs) and he sees this monster running away but his friend that came with him doesn't and so the the first book's a little slow because it's like a lot of set up with this new different world and like all these children that have these weird powers and how this works and there's like um like peculiar children are protected by embryons who are people who can control time but they're also birds i don't know it's strange um <laughs> trying to explain the, okay and i'm yeah, getting this yeah, yeah, from yeah, Bonnie right now yeah, yeah. judgment this is a no judgment zone, yeah, no judgment zone. <laughs> and um so anyways, Jacob, they're cleaning out his grandpa's house after he's died, and he finds this letter from Miss Peregrine that's, like, recent, who's the woman who ran the boarding house, and he's like, I figured she'd probably be dead because she would have been an adult in that time period, and so he convinces his dad, because they all think he's going crazy, and because he's, like, depressed and upset, and um, convinces him to take him to Wales, and he finds the home for peculiar children. And so... Peculiar children hide in time loops because they're being hunted by hollow ghasts and whites. Hollow ghasts are like these crazy monsters that were created by like a mishap in an experiment where they were trying to become gods and they became monsters. And then whites are hollows that have eaten enough peculiar souls. (laughs) Okay. So hollows can't go into time loops, but whites can. And so the whole first book is just kind of setting this up. It's like, Set up, set up, set up, set up, climax, and it ends. And then you have to read the next three uh, <laughs> to get uh, the fun uh, part. But uh, okay. it's very interesting. Bonnie, you will hate it, so stop looking at me like that. <laughs> and, um, but I really enjoyed it because, you know, I'm weird and I like weird books. Well, and it's funny. I read this book because I loved the title. Mm-hmm. But stopped reading it before the end because I was like, oh my God, this is so boring. Yeah. There's a little bit of a romance tie in it too because it's a little bit young adult. Yeah. Too. And I was an adult when I was reading it too. And and I kept thinking something more has got to happen soon. And then I just gave yeah. up on it. It's like slow, 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 picks up at the very end and cliffhangers you. And then the next two books are just action, 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 okay. done. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe, Yeah. But it's really interesting, and I think that's why I read it so fast. I think I read all three of them in, like, three days. Wow. Because it was just, like, 
I gotta know what happens next. <laughs> I don't know. So what you're saying is, if you're gonna purchase this for a young adult at Christmas time, you should probably get the set. The set, yes, because you don't want to be waiting. I like had gotten the first one from the library, and they had the third one at the library, but they didn't have the second one. I got really lucky because my friend had the second one, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta know what happened. I gotta know. Mm-hmm. But I've had books like that. <laughs> Where I've been reading a series and like just as soon as I finish the mm-hmm. one book, I want to go right into the next one because mm-hmm. I want to know what happens. Yep. I'm I'm very much like that. If there's a series involved, I've got to have all of them on hand. Mm-hmm. If it's one I like. If it's one I don't like, I won't go on to the next book. Well, yeah, but, there there is that difficulty. Yeah. Or that I just so, so liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed them because they were weird. And kind of fun. And they were fast-paced, and I really just, I don't know, I just liked them. And I liked the characters. Jacob can be kind of a wimp, but he's also, like, a heroic wimp. Like, you get his inner, like, dialogue. He's like, I've got to save Emma, but I'm crapping my pants. Like, (laughs) you get, like, this (laughs) inner dialogue of how he's such a coward, but he's, like, gonna do it because he doesn't know what else to do. (laughs) (laughs) And he and he's peculiar too. He can see these creatures. The hollows, um, peculiar. No one can see hollows. They're like shadow creatures, except for people with that ability. And hmm. it's, it's an interesting one. So he's like their protector. It's interesting. I knew there had to be a connection in there somewhere. I did not know that. So, so you t- told me something I did not know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good because there's got to be a connection. Yep. There's. They're good. I liked it. <clears throat> Bonnie, don't read it. I probably will not. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so give us title and artist again. Uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children by Ransom Riggs. And then it's Hollow City and the Library of Souls are the next two. All right. Moving right along. I was going to do the one I did l- last night, but I changed my mind. Because on the way home last night... <laughs> After I raced yesterday's podcast, I finished the book that I was reading yesterday, which was awesome. I did the same thing, and so did Nicole. <laughs> yeah, I finished mine 7 a.m. this morning. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, see, this do-over was a great thing, sort of, in retrospect. So um, I had been on the lists because I usually do at the end of the year go back and, and have a look and see what the best books of the year were. Um, I don't remember if it was Amazon's best books, but I think so. Um, it's called The Dry by Jane Harper, mm-hmm. and it's an Australian book. So it's actually written or read in an Australian accent because, as you know, I prefer the audiobooks. And it is about, it's actually got kind of a similar... Um, storyline to what I reviewed last week, oddly enough, in that the the guy that is he's he's coming back to a place where he grew up to investigate something horrific that's recently happened. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not totally exactly like it was last week, but yeah. Anyway, the it, the book starts out having explained this horrific crime where an entire family basically gets slaughtered mm-hmm. so the the guy the the man and two of his children and his wife are all shot 
in his house. And everybody thinks the guy did it. He, everybody thinks that he killed his whole family. Oh. Yeah. And it's a, it's a small town in Australia and there's a drought going on. And so the whole theme of the book is sort of centered around this dry, this drought. And of course, tensions are really high because it's, you know, people are really suffering. They're really going through a difficult time and, and, and everybody is really struggling. But one of the things I liked about the book was the characters are all so strong. It has just such really good, strong characters. The, the main character is, you know, he comes back after having been absent since he was a teenager. Something had happened previous. Um, when he was there as a teenager, um, one of his good friends had drowned and it was um wasn't really his girlfriend but he liked her and his friend his um best friend i guess he and his best friend had had sort of shared an alibi even though neither of them was together because his friend had said okay here's our story we're going to say we were together because they were both by themselves. Well, he never really knew where his friend was. So in the back of his mind, he always kind of had to wonder. Well, his friend was the one that had killed his whole family. Mm. So now here he is and he's wondering, you know, did he did he really have something to do with the death of their friend when, she, you know, the death of this friend when they were kids? Is there a connection to that? You know, he's got all these doubts, all this weird stuff is starting to come up and he's just really freaking out. And it was a great story because because you've got all of that. You've got all the connections that he has with the people that he grew up with. Plus, you've got all of the things that are happening now in the town and the drought and the it was just such a rich story. Um, And then, of course, the Australian accent, which really does it for me I have to say you know I really the like that Australian I wish you could like <laughs> see Martha's eyebrow raise right now yeah gotta love an accent <laughs> so it was really very a very well written book and a great ending great twist ending didn't see it coming and as you know that's Always do. Requirement. Yep. Got to have the top marks for that. And the fact that it ended um, the way it did perfectly for me last night, I'm like, okay, I'm doing that one. So there you go. And I can see why it it made one of the lists because it really was really good. And it's called The Dry by Jane Harper. I like it. Awesome. Since we have a little bit of extra time, I might kind of halfway mention the book that I did last night, too. So the, the, the name of the one that I did last night was called The Arrangement by Sarah Dunn. And it is about an arrangement between a husband and a wife, which is totally out of my normal comfort zone. Because Martha's happily married. Yes. <laughs> and I don't even know why I read it. It was because it was on one of the lists of them deciding that they were going to go on a hiatus from each other whilst still married and go have an affair with someone else and not talk about it. 
and then come back to each other afterwards and never say a word. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really good and it had some good humor in it. And I was just super pleasantly surprised. So if you're looking for a good, I don't know, guilty pleasure read, the arrangement was really kind of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a, what we might have maybe be considered a romance novel. Well, kind of because you know, chick falls in love with her. She did fall in love with her. She wasn't part they of part rules. of the deal was you weren't supposed to fall in love, and you weren't supposed to. You know, they had a set of rules that they had to follow. I think maybe it might be like one of those philosophical romances, like what Nicole did, though, because you also, you know, have an inside look of um, parents with autistic yes. child. child yes, because and, it. Yeah, it had all kinds of other stuff going on, and it, the humor in it was so strong. But really, the autistic child was such a strong presence in the entire book that it really, I got a lot of insight out of it, too. Mm-hmm. It really was excellent. So, see, it was more than just a romance. Yeah, it, it was really excellent. I, I recommend really it, even though it was not my normal thing. So, yeah. Woo-hoo. yeah, yeah. You got two books for the price of one out of me this week, because <laughs> I screwed up. Yeah. And next week, is your dad free? Possibly, but I won't be back till Sunday. Sunday's good. Okay. We'll see if maybe we can get Jessica's dad on the podcast next to week. To talk about... To talk Harry about Harry Dresden. Dresden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. He talks... He's like... He's so into them that I want to read them. I love Harry Dresden. I, I even tried to get Vonnie. Um, I invited Vonnie over to my house early in our friendship and tried to get her to watch the Harry Dresden Files on Netflix. Do you remember that? No. Did I not <laughs> like it? I must not have liked it There's if like I don't remember. Witches you and didn't. warlocks and the stuff. That you, oh. you wouldn't like it. <laughs> it. It was in the grim days, remember? Oh, see, I liked grim. Yeah, it was in the grim days. But I don't think you were that enthused by by Harry Dresden. I thought he's freaking awesome. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to watch it again and yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. So anyway, um, we're kind of hoping to get Jessica's dad to come on. So maybe maybe Sunday we can get him to come on. Our uh, and forever Facebook follower. <laughs> yes. He, he's, he's our most ardent Facebook follower. Yeah. And then um, we're still planning on doing a Christmas um episode we do have a couple of christmas books planned and we'll be looking at those sometime before the holiday hits well that would be good if they're christmas books i to look at them before the holiday (laughs) well i just don't know if people (laughs) will have time to read them before the holiday is what i'm trying to get well i'm I'm reading mine right now so yeah i know i gotta find one (laughs) I mean, you don't have to do a Christmas no, book if you, you don't, don't have to. want we, to. We'll have three that night for sure. So you can you can read something else if you prefer. <clears throat> I just found this one and you it looked gonna, funny. Am so. I going to be like, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch, if I don't do a Christmas book? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm Googling non-sappy Christmas books right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they have horror Christmas books. I, I, I looked that up one time. Yep. <sighs> All right. St. Francis's Christmas donkey. <laughs> That's the first thing it pulled up. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. 
So I guess we'll meet back here next week. Sometime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And next week, we won't have to do the podcast twice. Yeah. Let's hope not. No more do-overs for us. <laughs> it happens. I mean, look at that oh, one time that we ended up cripes. having to do the podcast three times. We did have to do it. We had to start over three times yeah. because there was a problem with the equipment and it kept feeding over so that there was music feeding over half of the stuff that we were doing. We couldn't mm-hmm. figure out how to make it stop. Oh, no. Yeah. It yeah. pretty awful. And we had to do it three times that night. And that was a terrible podcast, too. Yeah, it didn't turn out very good. But by the third time, we were like, oh, my God, I got to talk about this again. We just want to be done. (laughs) I mean, I love you guys, but three hours in the studio with you at one time. Yeah. All right. Garrett, y'all right over there? Doing well. Okay. (laughs) He's reading uh, book two in the trilogy of five. Of... uh, the Hitchhiker's Hitchhiker. Guide. All right. You, did you bring your towel? It's in the car. Dang it. <laughs> How are you going to hitchhike without your towel? Never leave without your towel. <laughs> He's giving me the look. He looks All right. just intimidated right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for... Three Book Girls. Three Book Girls are on Twitter and join the conversation on Facebook. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.